and leaders. Hello, 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 and welcome back again to another, I hope, in fact, I know will be a fascinating thoughts and leaders because today we have Graham Doddridge. Graham, introduce yourself. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, I am uh, the inventor of a board game called Crunch Time. Crunch time. Well, we certainly are in a crunch time at the moment, Graham. Tell us a little bit about the game. Okay, so um, I had the idea about 10 years ago, and um, over the last 10 years, I, I sort of got shelved a few times, and uh, I think I got prompted by the pandemic to pull it off the shelf and start pushing. Um, basically, it's, um, it's a board game where you go around the world and your behaviours affect the outcome so um, the first half of the game is you go clockwise around the board and you pick up cards along the way which have things like uh, you didn't turn the taps off when you were washing your teeth you went on a foreign holiday and, and you get penalty points i.e carbon credits or crunch points for all of the bad things all the bad behaviors you do so you build up a carbon points deficit which you hold there's this board and it, and I and I've seen it and, and and in the middle of the board there's the ice cap bit yeah yes it's okay. a circular board you go around right. the planet there are there, and and with your with your endangered species as characters and right. when you land on particular places um, at the roll of a dice uh, you pick up cards which have actions and and so they educate you tire pressures in cars the the effect of going in a helicopter I've really got to stop. Traveling yeah. in my helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Okay, but 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 pe- some people do, and, and so of course <laughs> yeah. that, that is a that is a huge penalty involved in going in a helicopter. Okay, then carry on. <laughs> go on. <clears throat> so, so one goes around the board, and and uh, and eventually the rainforest disappears, of course, and and so the ice caps melt, and that all gets removed, and what it reveals underneath is a scorched earth that's uninhabitable and that is crunch time and that's the first half of the game then we reverse play we go backwards around the board anti-clockwise and we undo the damage and good behaviors are rewarded with you being able to hand back your carbon credits so i did turn the taps off when i was cleaning my teeth i did only boil the kettle with as much water as i needed i did run my car on the right tire pressures reducing um, electric burn on the Tesla, or <laughs> or fuel in the in the Corsa. No, that goes back to helicopters and Teslas. Go on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or fuel in the Corsa, uh, John. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay. Exactly. So, um, or I did use public transport instead of uh, my private car, and and so on and so forth. So, so by doing good behaviours, I then can reduce my carbon deficit. And the eventual, and, and slowly we put the rainforest and the ice caps back. And the eventual winner is the right. person with the smallest carbon footprint. Love it. The idea of games, I, I suppose, a board game of getting people together. I think that's what people have been missing, isn't it? Well, I, I live, I'm very lucky 
enough to live in a small village and the community has really come together. The family has been forced back into the family home, teenagers at university coming home uh, reluctantly after a long period of hanging out without coming home. But now they're all here, we've rediscovered um, board games in the house and everybody working together and the community as a whole working together, uh, sharing trips to go and get bread from the bakery, um, uh, the local fishmonger delivering to the village square and so on and so forth. So we, we've really seen a, a coming together um, of the family and also of the local community. I think I think if you're if you're confined in a in a in a small flat and that you, you know for example and you've got a family, um, I, I can only imagine uh, that it could be torturous and and so some people have been really you know suffering in a great way. We've all had a chance now to pause to for our lives to slow. Not not everybody, you know. Um, uh, NHS and front frontline health workers and key workers have been working as busy as as, as busy can be. So so you know th thoughts and prayers for those guys. But um, most um, a lot of people um, have had a, a chance to stop, pause, and reflect. They're not rushing around, going on holiday. They're not you know because these things aren't possible at the moment so people have been forced to take a bit of time out think about the world around us we've seen less um vapor trails in the sky from from planes flying overhead we've started to hear the birds song again go outside into the parks and start to appreciate the world and the environment around us in perhaps a way that we've stopped appreciating in the last 50 years Three for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. You know, when I, when I was sort of coming up with this idea, I've only, I was only thinking about the ecology of it. But then when I started to think about, well, what board games from a, from a sort of commercial aspect would I be competing against? Then, of course, the, the, the one board game that springs to everybody's mind is Monopoly. Uh -huh. uh, Monopoly yeah. is uh, it's all about human greed really beating grabbing doing a land grab and beating the other guys to mayfair and park lane and of course wiping them out you know yeah. so in every sense crunch time is the antithesis of that i think there's an opportunity here now for us to um to look at you know look at things another way in a very positive way and right. and um the environment is something we all inevitably share you know, there's a great disparity between the rich and the poor on this planet, um, in this country, you know, in, in, in every village, in every street, there's disparity. Um, but one thing that we share is the air that we breathe and the seas and the oceans and the rainforests and the ice caps. And, and that's inescapable. And, and so we have a, it's the one area where we have a joint um, responsibility, a universally joint responsibility to uh, protect, preserve, and try and undo the damage that's uh, been so catastrophic to the planet over the last, since the Industrial Revolution and maybe before. You said earlier the idea that you can now hear the birds singing and, the, and you can see the blue skies and stuff like that. 
Do you think that it's only a matter of time until those blue skies, you know, slightly have a, a slight tinge on them again? People are very, by their nature, um, I believe, very self-interested. And uh, there's always a sense that, well, if the guy down the road isn't doing it or the girl down the road isn't doing it, why should I? So so I think, I think mm. it's a collective psyche that needs to change. And it won't change with one pandemic and one pause in, in our lives. It will change with, uh, with an absolute, um, we'll be forced to change. So in, uh, in terms of unprecedented time, you can get much, much more dramatic than this in order to get people to change. And yet you think that they won't change. Uh, well, unfortunately, the parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere at 418 parts per million is only marginally uh, affected by the pandemic. In the last hundred years, the, the amount of carbon dioxide in of carbon in the atmosphere has dramatically increased uh, and and as such it, it's it's a level now which is far higher than it's ever been in in in, in the last three million years so right. so it, it you know it, for that to come back down for global warming to to slow down it was going to take uh, a major turnaround in the way that we all behave um and it's not just airline flights it's um, consumerism it's it's uh, using um plastics and so on and so forth the oceans are becoming more acidic and so on and so forth so what do you think it would really take it starts with education. So education, education, education. This is a great realization. This pandemic, this period, has given everybody a pause for thought. But there, people are more aware now. Uh, conversations around uh, climate change, um, the likes of um, the fabulous Greta Thunberg. Uh, she's a she's a beacon of hope. She's generationally not been tarnished by, I guess, age in some regards. You know, she's got a purity of youth. And idealism, which I think is is uh, many older business leaders need to sit up, take note, and observe, and and do something about um, the the beautiful idealism of youth is so so easily lost um, as as one gets older. And and I absolutely applaud her. Yeah, you all come to us, young people, for hope. How dare you! You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? But don't you feel slightly uncomfortable graham i mean i'm not going to give your age away here but i will say one thing for the listeners he is just over 21 years old at this point i won't tell you how many uh, months etc over 21 years old but he's over 21 years old so um in terms of greta having a go uh, at people of our age group don't you find it a bit you know of a bloody cheek quite frankly uh, there's video after video after video of her uh, scrunching up her face and 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 accusing you and I and our generation of 
of uh, ruining this planet. Okay, well, whatever it takes to get our attention. But if you're offended by that, then that's a great shame because this goes beyond um, personal indignation. This is uh, mm. either you believe in climate change uh, or you don't. If you have, in my opinion, any sense of logic uh, and belief in science, then you know that the planet is um, in, in, a, in a very precarious position and it's not sustainable at this level. Uh, population is uh, rising to 7 billion. I mean, it's just not sustainable. People at the moment, they are going through, a lot of people are going through hell, actually. We're hearing about domestic violence on the increase. We're hearing about young people with, you know, feeling suicidal, people being furloughed and, and wondering, you know, what they're going to do about paying rents or mortgages or whatever it might be. It's very difficult for us to also have to take it on board, the idea of climate change, because what can we as ordinary people, I mean, we're just regular guys here. We're not, we're not at the United Nations or anything like that. I mean, what on earth can we do? We're just trying to get on with our own lives. Whilst some people are undoubtedly suffering, and uh, you know, I do feel very sorry for anybody that's having a really tough time right now, um, one doesn't stop in the tracks and say, well, that's it then, and give up. I think, I think now more than ever, um, it, it's time for people, and people are doing it, they are starting to look after each other and really understand each other better. Do you think that given the pandemic and all the social um, pressures that have put on people, that they're going to be able to also, on top of that, have time to think about the planet? I'm not suggesting that there's a preoccupation for everybody all of the time. And, and, and things are, are starting to happen and there is hope. You know, because somebody is suffering... Uh, right now doesn't mean that other people on the other side of the planet aren't doing making great strides in creating ocean cleanup uh, technology um, recycling technology um, there's there's um, uh, alternatives to plastics um, that, that are coming through that are all biodegradable and so on and so forth the the, the collective um, psyche of the of humanity on the planet is is about survival and um, and ingenuity to create a sustainable planet, I believe. Um, and it, it's all a question of shifting the balance in the favour of that, uh, away from uh, just the, the, the chopping down the rainforest to plant palm oil plantations, for example. You know, we've got to think more cleverly and carefully about um, the, the, the wildlife of the planet, 75% of which has been lost in the last 50 years. Um, I just think the collective effect of 7 billion people on the planet is is long-term catastrophic and short-term hugely damaging and it one one step leads to another step in the path to that inevitable in, end game and and we need to do something about that and we have it in our collective power as a as a species to um do something about this i mean elon musk for example he his he believes his life ambition is to um create alternative worlds and life on mars and so on and so forth that's why he thinks his legacy should but do be. you think that do you think that that's a bit wacky um, yeah, i'm talking about life on mars is what i'm talking about the wacky yeah, bit. I, I understand that i think that that's an extreme uh, ambition of his um and if you don't get out of bed in the morning with some ambitions, <laughs> then then you end up uh, maybe not not springing out of bed and like you could do. So, I mean, he's achieved things that previously people thought were unachievable, um, and and he's challenging the 
the ICE engines, the internal combustion engine uh, industry, uh, which is, of course, linked to the oil industry. And so he, he in a technological and uh, ingenuity sense, he's, he's an example of one of those people I talked about who are creating sustainable solutions, or at least attempting to create sustainable solutions uh, against the backdrop of uh, big industry and, and uh, lots of interested parties who have lobbying, uh, who are lobbying governments to prevent change, to destroy, uh, to start drilling in the Arctic, to to put pipelines across Indian reservations. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of lobbies to, that, that, and a lot of interested parties that would try and prevent um, people having a dissenting voice and, and trying to do good for the rest of the planet. I was practically a prisoner in my own home. I couldn't get out to see my friends, couldn't take part in PTA activities. I couldn't even shop when I wanted to. It's a whole new way of life. Now I'm free to go anywhere, do anything, see anybody anytime I want to. It's only good common sense. See your Ford dealers soon. You have uh, run some of the world's, no less, literally, uh, most successful um, design stroke ad agency. You started it up, one of the biggest ones ever, and you, you're running another one at the moment. I want to ask you a question, not about crunch time, but about advertising at the moment. I, I'm, I'm inundated with TV commercials telling me how kind they are and how kind I must be to myself. And it's getting to the, it's getting to the sugary level now. Um, and do you think people are going to buy this long term? Is that the way that you're going to be advising your brands to go, which is like push up this kindness message? Um, I think advertising very much reflects the spirit of the nation and the spirit of the international community. I think it's a barometer for for emotive thought uh, patterns and, and where people are at. People are very people have a cynicism. And um, what they are interested in is good stories, nice stories, positive stories, but they have to be authentic. And um, when you use use the word sugary, that rather suggests that it's become unauthentic. And in that sense, I I think consumers won't, won't, don't buy it at that point. I do understand what you're talking about. Uh, If it's disingenuous, then, then people won't buy it. So it becomes valueless. Are there just a few things that we can do in terms of this crunch time now, in terms of the thinking about the planet? What little things can we do that could make a bit of a difference? Um, I think that uh, the biggest the biggest thing that people can do is less of what they're doing. Um, if you start to appreciate the things that you already have and stop wanting things that you don't have, um, and you start to utilize the material goods that you've got and stop stockpiling more you are doing good for the planet people have got into a frenzy of cheap holidays fueled by easyjet and ryanair and budget airlines and you you know people going away for a weekend uh to to because they can because it's cheap it perpetuates um this notion of uh, of 
uh, unending resource that's available to us as people and and it and it and it blinds us and we get into a frenzy it blinds us and stops us thinking about what is good for our long-term uh planet prior to covid i think some not all people but some people you know were under the delusion that everything was an unending uh, resource in terms of nothing could touch them and you know it's okay for Attenborough to talk about these things on a beautifully uh, shot program but it's got really nothing to do with me and i think this is really brought home that you know life isn't an unending resource that you've got to take responsibility Yes, and there's no point in playing the blame game. Uh, otherwise, we become frozen in our in our in our guilt. I mean, I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. Uh, but what are you going to do about it, Graham? What are you personally going to do? Excellent question. I have already started thinking about and started to appreciate the things I do have around me, and and to uh, make better decisions about what I need versus what I don't need, and the impact that that does have on the planet. Again, it's all about education. The more you know, the more you consider it, the more action you take that's positive action rather than negative action. Uh, the first thing I'm doing is is trying to share the knowledge that I'm slowly learning uh, and be very cognitive of it, and secondarily live my life in a, in a more productive way to create more sustainability. So the big question is, of course, and everyone's going to be wanting to know this now, where can we get hold of this fantastic game? Okay, so I've got a website, playcrunchtime.com. Hold on, I'm just going to repeat that for people. So it's playcrunchtime.com. Okay, yeah. Yes. So so, um, I have a limited number of games that are available there. I'm currently working on um, getting the production of a major production run um in place so that uh hopefully we can get it in shops by um by the end of the year if you've got kids in the house by the way uh, it's a great one to get them to have a go at crunch time so great thanks again for joining us thank you very much indeed jonathan for for um having me on and uh, i look forward to speaking to you very very soon wonderful okay so that's another as they call it another wrap up so uh, until next time when it comes to the crunch remember you've got it in your hands as as graham inspirationally was uh, telling us to do a little bit to make this world a little bit of a better pace and i'll speak to you soon would like to contribute to a future program please email reinvent at me.com that's reinvent at me.com